Hey there, welcome to Rave Culture Cast, a podcast dedicated to fans of EDM and music festival culture. My name is Emma Capotis, a festival fanatic and dance music enthusiast who turned my passion for raving into an online career working with some of the biggest names in the industry. Festival tips, advice, hot topics, industry news, music, and more are all discussed here. Think of me as your unofficial rave mom here to help you navigate the EDM community and festival world. Tune in every Wednesday for your weekly dose of peace, love, unity, and respect. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Happy Wednesday, fam. This month is flying by. I'm pre-recording this episode because I'm actually going to be going on a family vacation, which I'm so excited for. So I'm just feeling great, feeling a good energy. I'm wearing this like bright orange top. We're feeling the summer vibes here. We're making the most of it. So um, I am so excited to introduce today's episode. If you are an OG Rave Culture cast fan, then you will know that this is not a new topic. We have done this a couple times, but I wanted to bring it back because it's been over a year. And what I'm talking about is your most embarrassing rave and festival stories. Now, if you have caught the first three editions of this, you will know that these are some of like the funniest, not suitable for work rated R episodes, but I had a blast doing these in the past. You guys loved them. Um, and I actually had somebody, I think it drop a comment in our Discord saying, can you bring this back again? I miss these stories. So we have so many new listeners. We have so many new stories. So we're going to get into it today. Thank you to everybody who sent in your stories. These will be read anonymously. Do not worry, um, but I hope you enjoy it. So, but before we dive into stories, you guys, I want to ask you a quick question. Have you ever had something stolen from you at a music festival or at a rave? So have you ever been a victim of theft? Because I know that unfortunately for a far majority of us, um, it has happened, whether it's your cell phone, your wallet, your whole bag, something along those lines. Like, unfortunately, there are rings at festivals of thieves who go there on purpose to steal things from people so um what i have done so personally how i have protected myself from this it has never happened to me knock on wood um i got a lunchbox three years ago when they were first coming out lunchbox makes an entire range of anti-theft bags um my favorite being the hydration pack again i've been wearing this for three years it's the only hydration pack i will wear it's got incredible features built by ravers for other ravers so everything you can think of it's made of ballistic nylon so it's completely cut proof they have an amazing water refill system that's so much easier than doing like the twist on and twist off in most um, camelbacks so huge fan of lunchboxes whole range they also have the snack pack and the sling pack um, which are your smaller like fanny pack and hybrid pack so highly recommend their range of products you guys can use code capotis to save $11 off your hydration pack it is the only code that will do that for you so save $11 off your lunchbox hydration pack with code capotis or if you guys want to go with the snack and sling 
Sterling, which I highly recommend. I use those a lot at my local shows. Um, code Emma K will save you $5 off both of those packs. So you can check out the whole line, lunchboxpacks.com. Everything will be listed down below. Also, quick shout out, if you guys are going to any of these events and you need tickets, I'm an Insomniac affiliate, so I have tickets to all the following events. Nocturnal Wonderland, Three Points, Escape, EDC Orlando, Dream State, and Countdown. All of those will be linked down below as well. Alrighty, and for our festival fact of the day, I wanted to shout out something about Tomorrowland because that just passed um, and some of you guys might be looking forward to doing it next year, but Tomorrowland actually has its own currency. They are called pearls, so that is what you essentially can load your car up. You buy pearls and that's how you purchase things at the festival. Um, so it's not an exact like $1 equals one pearl. There's um, an exchange that happens there, but you do purchase things with pearls. It's its own currency. And Tomorrowland also has a restaurant, which is really cool and I saw a couple videos from my um, girls corporate raver at Electric Ollie they just went to Tomorrowland and they posted the views of the main stage restaurant which is incredible so this is an add-on that you can do um, on your ticket uh, so you can pay one price and I believe you get like a drink and then I think like an appetizer dinner dessert it's something along those lines but it's right at main stage it sits at the top of the hill you have a beautiful view of the stage depending on where you're sitting um, so it's really cool so not a lot of festivals have their own restaurant Tomorrowland has many other special experiences on top of that but I just wanted to mention that in case you guys didn't know that it has its own currency and its own restaurant so with that being said you guys let's dive into your stories here so I didn't vet any of these <laughs> I never do in the past I've always just read them and it's because you guys will get my genuine reaction to these so that's how I'm going to do it today uh, so let's dive in Okay, so the first one here says, I hope I'm not alone in this. Desperate times call for desperate measures. I once was in the porter potty at a festival, and of course, there was no toilet paper, but I needed toilet paper. So I ripped off my own underwear, like literally ripped them off my body because I was not about to take off my fishnets, <laughs> used them as toilet paper, discarded them, and went on my merry way. Peace. We're coming out the gate hot, you guys. <laughs> So now you know what to expect with this episode. Just short, sweet, to the point. Love the story. Thank you for writing it. <laughs> Sorry. I feel like there's always porta potty stories in this episode. Okay, this next one. So it's my first Izu 2021, and I'm staying at a short, uh, almost two mile walk from the gates. I pre gamed with many seltzers and beer, and I was full of liquid. So I made the mistake of breaking the seal right before my group and I head out. Fast forward 36 minutes and we are walking over the bridge and I have to use the bathroom so bad. So I was hoping that before I get in line for check-in and security, there would be a porta potty. Nope, no bathroom anywhere and I definitely did not want to get in trouble for public in intoxication or indecent exposure. So I get in line hoping for the quickest check-in possible, which it was, just not quick enough. And I ended up peeing on myself during this security pat down. I wanted to cry. I was wearing baby blue shorts and it was clear that anyone who saw me walk through the gates saw I had taken a leak in myself. Oh no. Lucky for me, I brought in sweats just in case I got cold at night and immediately found the nearest bathroom inside the festival and changed. So day one of my first ever Izu, I was commando in gray sweatpants. Not my proudest moment to say the least. Oh God. 
there's so many things okay this is something you should know though like about electric zoo because i've been in i have not peed my pants there have been moments where i've like been that desperate but um, a similar thing happened to us in 2019 we took the ferry and outside the ferry there used to be an entire line of porta potties which was amazing so we also pre-gamed really heavily the first day thinking by the time we took the uber to the ferry which was like i don't know 30 minutes from hoboken that we would be able to pee before getting on the boat nope all the porta potties were there and they were all locked so we were like holy shit like where i was like i'm not gonna make it to the festival so we like literally had to walk around and no convenience stores would let us pee and then finally um we went into a bar and we were we bought shots so that we could use their restroom and i was like in my full fucking rave outfit so that was not cute but that's just unfortunate i'm sorry you had to go through that and you're lucky that they didn't see you like peeing on yourself that would have been insane okay this next one first off i want to say how much i enjoy your podcast and the positive light that you are in the rave community thank you so much okay my embarrassing rave story involves my first festival, Sunset Music Festival 2021. Having, having never gone to a music festival before, I didn't understand how the whole wristband process worked. My wristband arrived at my apartment two weeks before the festival. I was so excited to receive it and wanted to see how it looked on me. Well, I tried it on and tightened it snugly around my wrist and couldn't take it off. Little did I know you're supposed to put the wristband on right before the festival. My rookie mistake. I ended up cutting it off at the fabric part, chip card still intact, and my boyfriend sewed it back together on my wrist the day before the festival. Luckily, I had no issues with my jacked up wristband getting into the festival, and of course, I've made sure not to put on my wristband until right before the festival since this experience. Okay, I'm glad you wrote this in because I've never really talked about this on the podcast, I don't think, but... It's one of those things that as a festival veteran, you just wouldn't even consider doing that. But there are so many of you guys who are new to festivals listening to this. So don't be like this person and don't do that. Do not put your wristband on until the day of. Sometimes what I'll do is I will literally put my band in my like in my wallet or in the bag that I know I'm 100% taking. So like I will put it in my hydration pack or in my wallet so I just won't forget it. But yeah, don't don't do make this mistake there's lots of videos online about like how to get it off of you okay next story here's my embarrassing festival story it was night one of edc las vegas 2021 my first multi-day festival and first show since the pandemic so i was beyond hyped for the weekend my friends and i had all pre-game before getting on the shuttle maybe a little bit too hard during the shuttle ride i needed to pee so i went to the bathroom at the back which was locked and unavail- unavailable for everyone okay no big deal i could hold it until we would arrive Nope, because the shuttle ride ended up taking three hours, my bladder was now in emergency mode and I was rethinking my life choices that led to this moment. In a panic, I grabbed an empty water bottle and thought, okay, I'm desperate, I have to make this work. I tucked myself into the corner of my seat and my friends covered for me from the rest of the shuttle goers so I could do my business. I started to pee in the bottle because... But because it was dark and I was still pretty drunk from the pregame, I couldn't aim my wee-wee into the small bottle opening. (laughs) I felt the pee dripping on my hand and absolutely mortified. I had to do my strongest Kegel of my life to turn that faucet off. I sat defeated with pee on my hands and my bladder begging me to be released. I looked up to the heavens wondering what sins I had committed to deserve this moment. (laughs) You are a true writer. This is beautiful. I was now crying, but I wasn't sure if I was shedding tears or urine desperately trying to escape through any means possible. 
in a last ditch effort, I stumbled up to the driver and pleaded, you have to let me off right now or I'm going to pee on this bus. And he, I didn't care if the bus would leave me and I would have to Uber the rest of the way. I wasn't going to pee my pants. Thankfully, the driver let me off along with 10 other desperate people. See, everybody else, I was going to say three hours, you know, more than one person to pee in that bus. And I was able to open the floodgates on the side of the road. Fortunately, there weren't any pedestrians to watch. And because we were stuck in a standstill traffic, I was able to run back on the bus and eventually get to the raceway. In retrospect, I probably could have avoided this mess by speaking to the shuttle driver earlier since we were consistently stuck in traffic. But I left the shuttle and with some important life lessons. One, don't pregame too hard before the show. Sadly, I still need to learn this lesson some nights. And always use the bathroom before getting down the shuttle, even if you don't need to. Anyways, hope you got a good laugh from the story and thanks for all the amazing content you make. Amazing story. Thank you. You really painted a picture. Um, again, so many lessons here. So I I think we've all been in this situation, right? There's been I can, can literally specifically remember the nights where like I've been in pain from having to pee so bad. One of them was like in college our senior like week basically like once you graduate they gave us like an extra few days at school and we would just like party we weren't supposed to be drinking but you know what I mean and then they bust us to like this club and I literally that I will never forget that night as long as I live because I've never had to pee I was in physical pain I genuinely didn't think I was going to be able to like stand and walk off the bus but in this case like I'm sorry and EDC needs to get their shit together with this like why are the why are the bathrooms not available on the shuttles like that's like on them that should 100% be available all right next one this is at Lost Lands 2021 we were leaving the festival feeling pretty good to walk to the campgrounds I think it was day three we're waiting to cross the street and we're jamming to what we thought was the RV sets it takes us an embarrassingly long time to realize that we're jamming to the generator keeping the street lights on. <laughs> That's it. That's the email. That's the entire email. That's fucking hysterical. You know what? Guys, these are the moments where you just you're like, what's going on here? We've all had moments like this. That's so fucking funny. OK, this next one. Oh, I was going to say who it's from anonymously. I found out I was lactose intolerant at the very first festival I ever went to. Here we go, guys, which was Nocturnal 2017. My friend had ordered a mozzarella stick sandwich the first night. Sounds delicious. So the second night I got myself one because it was so good. About an hour-ish later, my stomach started hurting and I meant really hurting bubble gut. I just kind of got up, left my friend group telling them I'll be back. Someone offered to come with me and I was adamant that they couldn't come. I was in the porta potties and obviously the line was super long. I started sweating and trying to breathe through the pain. Finally, I got, get into the porta potty and thank God the music was as loud as it was. And I know you know how disorienting it can be with the music and those things. And it's pitch black in there. I honestly don't even know how long I was gone for. But when I got back, my friend group was all worried about me because they couldn't find me for a while. Never told any of them what happened. <laughs> Again. We've all been there. This has ha happened to so many people. And now you know, and hopefully you can take your lactose pills with you or something like that. Oh, that's not fun shitting in a porta potty. Never a good time. Okay, this next one. Hey, Emma, hope all is well. I would like to share an embarrassing story with you that I recently uh, remembered while at Wookiee set at Electric Forest. Okay. There was a show coming through Las Vegas at the Brooklyn Bowl down on the strip back in 2019. I was, I always love seeing artists there because it's an intimate venue and I've always had a good time. I was so excited to see that they were bringing Wookiee, Dr. Fresh, and one of my all-time favorites, Nero, to Las Vegas again. 
the night of the show arrives and my wife and I, uh, who was my girlfriend at the time, go together and we're meeting up with one of my friends who I had been to a few shows with as well. Um, the first was back in 2017 at Hard Summer. We'll keep him anonymous. I'll call him Steve, lol. <laughs> Anyways, Steve is a few years younger than me and parties a little bit heavier too. I might have a few drinks, but Steve thought it best to pregame with some Red Bull and Jaeger. Needless to say, when Wookie starts, Steve is already three sheets to the wind, but he's having a great time. I mean, who wouldn't? Wookie is a party starter and probably one of the best beat matchers I've personally ever heard and so bouncy. Totally agree. After Wookie, on comes Dr. Fresh with some killer bass house vibes. Also very bouncy. Not a good mixture for Steve. The next thing I know, I'm the most unfresh guy at the Dr. Fresh set. I kid you not. Oh no. Steve projectile vomits all over my back. Red Bull and Jaeger, so unfresh. I didn't last much long afterwards. I thought about buying a new shirt at the merch booth, but all I wanted to do was go home and shower. Unfortunately, that's exactly what happened. I saw about 0.5 seconds of Nero and bailed. Fucking Steve. <laughs> Fucking Steve, man. Not cute. Not cute. Oh, God. I, I can't even. And trigger warning, gag reflex. Like I should have said trigger warning before this, but I didn't read any of these. Um, yeah, I would have done the same thing. I would, probably would have started puking myself because I like cannot do it with that. So I'm going to take a super quick break here, you guys, and then we're going to dive into some more emails. All right, you guys, just a quick reminder of where you can connect with us online at Rave Culture Cast on all of the platforms. We also have an amazing Facebook group community and a Discord as well. If you guys want to meet other ravers, chat about episodes, festival news, like anything you want to chat about, I'm in there every day talking to you guys. So definitely check those out. Um, I will have them linked down below. I also want to shout out our merch line. Uh, if you guys didn't know, we have a Rave Culture Cast merch line with all different things to represent the podcast you guys want to rock the logo collection we also have the plur collection peace love unity and respect which is one of my favorites to wear so we've got tons of that um, and then I've also got my sort of like house music slash sub genres collection uh, which I love so we've got long sleeves tank tops hats beanies hoodies like all so comfortable it's my favorite material I literally live in them you guys the women's flowy tank tops fire the long sleeves fire everything I'm so proud of so uh, the full merch line will be linked down below if you guys want to grab anything for the rest of summer going into fall all right let's get back into your embarrassing stories okay where were we I don't think we have too many more but okay so this story takes place at Lost Lands 2019 which was my first major music festival and I was so excited for this our whole group decides that on Saturday we were going to take acid for Three out of four of us, this was the first time ever tripping. And for my boyfriend, he had done it a few times before. I'm going to say you should probably trip before you do it at a festival. <laughs> like test it out before diving into the deep end. You know what I mean? Okay, Saturday morning comes around and I was so nervous to trip for my first time. Oh boy. But I put my big girl pants on and we drop our tabs around three o'clock. You took a whole tab? Oh my God. After about an hour, we start to feel really weird and I literally cannot stop laughing at anything and everything. There was one point that three of us in the group were laying on the ground, rolling, rolling around and laughing during 1788 L uh, and the 
and could not control ourselves. It was one of my favorite moments at Lost Lands. Later on in the night, my boyfriend and I decided to split off from the group to go get some food, and this is where it starts to take an interesting turn. My boyfriend tried to help me order food since I was struggling to form proper sentences, but I was feeling really confident and told him that I could order my own pizza. So I walk up to the pizza stand in my little... Uh, your onesie <laughs> and I start to order my pizza I look at the man and said I would like a pizza and then he responded what type of pizza and unfortunately I just could not find the answer to that question <laughs> I stuttered over every word possible and then finally just looked at my boyfriend and started crying thank god my boyfriend knows my pizza order so he got me pepperoni and as soon as the man handed it to me I just started dying laughing so there's a story of me crying for absolutely no reason over a piece of pizza, piece of pizza while tripping, laugh my ass off. <sighs> These are the stories I love because that's so wholesome. And you know what? I always wonder, like, I should talk to somebody who, like, literally just works at, like, a food vendor or something <laughs> at a festival because I would love to hear the stories that they have on the other side because, like, usually a lot of them are so friendly and they get it, but hopefully they're just like friendly because they understand that people there are like fucked up like I would be really patient with people if I was like in that scenario or I would like try to help them um but I'm glad your boyfriend had your back that's really fucking funny okay this next one this story is the most awkward and secondhand embarrassment moment ever great bring it we were at Project Glow Fest in D.C. It was day two and we were dancing at the pole stage. A man in his 30s who was very clearly on an another level came flying out of the crowd at us dancing super wild. I'm talking arms flailing, crazy legs, and some rolling around on the ground. We gave him some space to do his thing. In the middle of his dancing, he tripped over himself and fell. I reached out and asked if he was okay and then I realized his teeth, dentures, or implants we're on the ground, maybe five feet in front of him. I was shocked and he didn't seem to realize they were even gone. Oh, no. He said he was OK. And then I motioned over to his teeth. He bear crawled over to them, popped them back in and disappeared into the crowd. We didn't see him the rest of the day. I still think about him from time to time and it makes me giggle. I wish him the best and hope he's doing all right. Oh, my God at least you helped and told him oh no he was you know what he probably doesn't even remember happened it's all good there's oh there's something that's gonna happen to everybody but I'm glad you you helped the man out all right <laughs> this next one says I think it was at beyond last year or maybe countdown but I was wandering around between sets and I saw someone I thought was my friend ran up behind him and smacked his ass with my modello um wasn't my friend I was so embarrassed but ended up trading candy and it was all good <laughs> See, it's the subtlety. I love the little stories in between these guys. You know what I mean? Shit happens. Okay, just recently started listening a little over a month ago, and I'm already almost through every episode, and it makes me so sad. Aw, I love Rave Filter Cast, and then listening to your festival camping preparation episodes like four times already. Hell yes. Thank you. Appreciate you. <laughs> Anywho's, my most embarrassing festival moment was at EDC 2021, day one. I was leaving circuit grounds and as I'm leaving, I see this girl come towards me saying something and then crunch. I stomped the fuck out of her canned drink. I felt so bad. I just apologized profusely, but I had to keep going because I didn't want to lose my friends ahead of me. She was clearly upset and understandably. 
my friend's cousin was behind me and told me I shouldn't feel bad because her drink was on the ground. But I still feel bad. Those drinks can be pricey. Don't be embarrassed. It's dark. There's so many people there. The drink was on the ground. Okay. Forgive yourself for that one. It happens. All right, guys. This was quick. One left. Uh, we have to do this again too. Let me know if you like this. We can do other iterations of this, but I just love reading these stories. Okay, last one. I went to Ember Shores and I did a mini vlog, which I'm still editing, but it will be out by the end of August. Uh, Jason Ross played night one. The next day he did autograph signings and I was lucky enough to meet him. I have on video me telling him, I can't wait to see you tonight. And his face was like, what the fuck? And then he played it off. I can't believe I forgot I saw him the night before and said to his face, I was excited to see him. Oh, that's an honest mistake. And you were probably nervous. It's totally fine. He, you're nervous. You're meeting the actual artists themselves. Like he seems like such a nice guy. So I think it's all good. All right, you guys, that was it for this one. Just short and sweet. Uh, I'm going to take a super quick break here and then we are going to dive into our Rave Culture Cast recap because I've got a ton of news this week to cover with you guys. So hope you enjoyed those stories. We'll be right back. All righty, you guys. So let's dive into the stories this week. So the biggest thing that's happening in the news at the time that I'm recording this, which again, I'm like two weeks early right now by the time you get it because I'll be away. But the Swedish House Mafia back to back Fred again Fortet like pop-up set that they played in this like underground area uh, is literally all over the news and it's pretty wild and iconic because like this will probably never happen again but um, Fred again is like having a moment he's an incredible artist like he's been releasing a lot of new music obviously Swedish House Mafia has had their comeback here um, they just played at I think it was Madison Square Garden this week so they basically announced they were going to do this like surprise back to back and it was going to be like this pop-up thing I don't even know how people got invited but a couple of my friends went so I have some videos of that but yeah they played I believe a two-hour back-to-back set at a pop-up called hollow um and quarter opened guys check out quarter I featured her in one of my vlogs but she's an amazing um house artist and she's in the Brooklyn area so she was um asked to open which was really cool so super excited for her Uh, But yeah, it was a really small space. Like, again, when the fuck else are you going to see that? So it's major. Um, There are videos of the set online. So go on YouTube. You can check it out if you guys want. But it just looks like this like dark, sweaty, like small venue, um, which is incredible. So very jealous of anyone who got to go to that. have some lineups so we have escape halloween's lineup again guys if you need tickets i have tickets down below you can purchase through my insomniac affiliate link directly supports me so thank you guys for using my links 
Um, we've got like the usual crowd, but it is a nice mix. I know this is a little bit more mainstream of their events because it's a Halloween show. So I know this attracts like a lot of people who maybe don't typically go to raves, but you've got everything house, bass, hard dance. Um, let's see who are some big ones I, I would be excited about. Bijou Blossom, I'd be pumped for. Clooney's on here. Detweekas, Deborah DeLuca, don't miss her if you guys are into techno. Um, Eli Brown and Eric Prids, very excited about that. Flosher Damas is on here, a little trap. Uh, Get her back to back. Eptic is pretty fire. You've Kazo, Marshmallow, more Kismet. Oliver Heldens was on here. I was pumped for that. Say my nitty, love that. Um, Sub Zero Project, Subtronics, Tiesto, all the usual suspects. Um, Lost Lands has been rolling out some announcements as well, you guys, because we're getting pretty close to Lost Lands. So I know you guys are pretty excited for that. But uh, they did announce their new village marketplace stage. So I'm not exactly sure what that means, but I believe this is in the campgrounds. So you have your lineups for Wednesday night and for Thursday night. So if you guys are doing like the early arrival situation, um, you can go check that out. But that sounds pretty cool. I'll do two more festival announcements and then we got some uh, sadder news. But ARC Music Festival dropped their full after party schedule. Uh, there's one after party right now that is a surprise, but it is absolutely fire as I expected. There's like 20 plus shows at, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, at eight different clubs across Chicago. Um, you know what? We're just saying fuck it and I'm sending it to three after parties, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think last year we did two because it was only two days. But you know what? YOLO. So we're going to just do one every single night. So I think I'm doing the Boris Breha one on Friday and the Adam Bayer Serezdi hello on Sunday. But these are fire. There's techno. There's house. There's deep house. Like literally everything you can imagine. Um, Really, really cool. So go check those out. I also just posted... um. Uh, a guide to ARC Music Festival um, talking about what to wear like all different things so I do have a couple videos and I have my vlogs from last year if you want to see what the first year was like Um, very excited about that okay Excision fans Paradise Blue was officially announced Uh, he's bringing it back this is his like all-inclusive festival that is in um, Cancun so it's going to be April 28th through the 30th in 2023 you're going to get three Excision sets and then we'll find out about the lineup at some point um, but you can check that out at paradisebluefestival.com. Uh, and I think pre-sale is going to be happening pretty soon. So in some sad news, we just got word from Buku that essentially it's going to be like an indefinite break. It's kind of like the future is uncertain type message from them. Um, I haven't had a chance to e- explore this festival or go, but this was um, an event that took place in New Orleans. They always had really, really cool lineups and it seemed like an amazing experience or like all around, but they basically said kind of just with the climate of festivals right now, there's a lot of uncertainty and they just don't know where the future is going to lead them, but they will not be able to do the festival next year. So I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but I feel like we're at this weird time. And I talked about it a little bit in the festival burnout episode where coming out of the pandemic, we had like a surge in ticket sales. Like obviously people were taking full advantage of events being back, myself included. And now with inflation happening and things just being so fucking expensive, like I personally don't know what my next festival is going to be in 2023. I have ARC booked and I have EDC Orlando booked. And then I literally have to take a break because flights are so expensive and traveling is so expensive. 
So that is probably contributing to like lower ticket sales right now. But it's challenging. There's so many things that happen behind the scenes. And I'd, I appreciate events like this because it's they're giving so much notice. You know what I mean? Like this is really heartbreaking and I hope they make a comeback in the future. But at least they're making a decision now because again, they've festivals are planning like almost as soon as the the festival ends, they go right back into planning for the next year. Like so many different things happen behind the scenes. So they it's probably better to pull the plug on it now than to get further along. So I will keep you guys posted, but I'm very sad that the Buku project, it will not be happening. On the flip side, you guys, I know this caused a little bit of controversy, but Ever After Music Festival was just canceled. And this is kind of like the opposite end of the spectrum because uh, I'm recording this on August 6th, but this was supposed to happen next weekend. I actually went to Ever After in 2019 and I had a great experience. Um, I have full vlogs up on my channel. I was invited as media to cover that festival. I think it was my first media pass ever, but... It was a like much, much smaller, primarily bass music festival. They did have a house stage in Kitchener in Ontario. Um, you know, nothing like super crazy, not crazy production. But I know for like bass fans and, you know, people in Canada, this was like a, a festival they were looking forward to because it hasn't happened in the last two years. So it was supposed to make a re- return. And within the last few weeks, I guess no one got tickets. There was like no communication from them. They weren't really sure what, what, what was happening. And then there were rumors going around that they were didn't get certain city permits approved like literally a couple days ago and it's like days to the event. So people were freaking out like is this going to happen or not. Um, so Ever After posted two days ago. So on August 4th, they said adventurers, a full statement will be posted shortly, but the city will not allow Ever After Music Festival to proceed on August 11th through the 14th. We do not expect that to change at this time. Please plan accordingly. Um, But prior to that, I think they had said like it was still moving forward like days before that. So then they just released their official announcement. It says, Dear Adventurers, it's with great sadness and disappointment that we must officially announce the cancellation of Ever After Music Festival. Throughout the course of the past two years, our team has worked tirelessly to plan and execute the biggest and best edition of Ever After yet. We relocated to Burles Creek Event Grounds to improve our adventurers experiences by introducing camping options, providing festival goers with more space and making our event more accessible to all. Unfortunately, despite our tremendous investment of time, effort, commitment, and money, we have been met with a series of obstacles from several key third parties that will prevent this event from moving forward as planned. Contrary to the various rumors that have been circulating regarding the reasons that led to Ever After's cancellation, we can assure you that we took every step necessary to satisfy the special event permit requirements. Our festival with a third of the attendants and a tenth of the campers had requirements levied on it far greater than the event just one week before, which we agreed to meet and still were met with rejections. Our traffic plan was the same as the event before us. Our security team was the same as the event before us as many other parts of our plan and the venue was purpose-built for this type of event. Let us be clear, this is not our decision to cancel and we've been forced to cancel by third parties. Of course, you will hear a different narrative from them, but we can only share what we have endured. Whilst we very much wish this not to be the case, the cancellation of this year's festival leaves uncertainty around the future of Ever After. We would like to thank our loyal patrons for their unwavering support and give our sincerest apologies for the inconvenience it caused. All ticket buyers will receive an email with more information about their orders and their options by next week, uh, respectfully, the Ever After team. So here's what I'll say about this because I know people are really heated and a couple of people actually like DM'd this to me. 
I'm very big on like there are two sides to every story and like from seeing both perspectives like you have no idea what the festival organizers are up against and it's just another reminder that like we are still in COVID times monkey pox are like in a public emergency like I don't even know what the fuck's going on with that um so there are so many different things that can be thrown at festival organizers like maybe the city really didn't want this to happen and just kept like upping uh different like things that they were going to have to meet and there just wasn't enough time to meet them and for them to restructure or replan that's 100% possible like they said um is it really unfortunate that it happened this close to it because a lot of you guys booked your travel and have your tickets 100% again like the buku situation it's it's just hard because it's like you'd wish that an event could give you enough time um project glow in philly just got canceled recently at least that's like two and a half months to three months out from the festival still fucking sucks but it's enough time so i think it's just because it's so close to the event that people are just like really pissed that they didn't know this sooner but again like there are two sides to every story so we don't know but I hope that Ever After gives everyone refunds I think that's the biggest question right now with a lot of these events it's like if there's a cancellation can they just refund people because it's not the fans fault but a lot of times these companies will try to roll over your tickets so that they don't go bankrupt so I don't know what's going to happen you guys but check your emails follow up on that hope you can get your money back I don't know what this means for the future of Ever After because if an event misses three years in a row, that's like really going to be difficult to come back from this. So wishing them the best. I had a great experience. The team was super nice um, who I worked with in 2019. So sorry about that, you guys. Um, I think that's everything I have for you this week. Like I said, big news segment this week, but um, absolutely loved your stories. So thank you so much for sharing and being vulnerable and reliving those traumatizing situations because I know some of those were not fun. Um, but yeah, please let me know in the comments. Tweet me, send me a DM. Let me know if you want more of these episodes because it's so fun reading your stories and I really love doing them. At Rave Culture Cast on all the platforms. Share this with a friend today. Write a review, subscribe, all the things. Uh, again, all the links for Lunchbox and the Insomniac links, the merch line will be included down below in the show notes. Um, super excited you guys were here. I hope you all have an incredible week and I will see you next Wednesday with a new episode. Bye guys.